This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 168 A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1990. Singer and Sons premiered on NBC on June 9, 1990, at 9.30 p.m. Harold Gould, who we covered in Episode 72 for Rhoda, stars as a widower who runs a New York City deli. It's been in his family for generations, hence the name of the show, but he has no sons to take over the business. His housekeeper, Esther Roll, Episode 71 for Good Times, suggests he hire her sons, played by Bobby Hosea and Tommy Ford. They clash at first, but begin helping the business. Fred Stoller plays Gold's nephew, Arnisha Walker, a waitress, with Brooke Fontaine, Ann Berger, and Phil Leeds as regular customers. We covered Phil Leeds on episode 81 for Ivan the Terrible, and we'll cover Tommy Ford, Fred Stoller, and Arnisha Walker when we get to their better-known series. Bobby Osea appeared in the soap Generations, as well as shows China Beach, The Cape, Pensacola Wings of Gold, 18 Wheels of Justice, and Lincoln Heights. He also played O.J. Simpson in a TV biopic. Today, he runs a company involved in the football industry. Previously, he played for UCLA. Brooke Fontaine appeared in the film Ghost Dad. If you blinked, you might have missed Singer and Sons, just four episodes and gone. It was a summer replacement series, so it's not as bad as it sounds. Of course, the network would have turned it into a regular series had it done well. Watched an episode on YouTube. The opening theme is Old Shots of the City, bringing us up to the then-current time, with the music changing based on the period. There's a string of burglaries in the neighborhood, and they all debate what to do about it. One of the brothers wins a big bet, but it gets him into a lot of trouble. The older generation provides homespun wisdom, while the younger play it as a standard black sitcom. You got the Malloy premiered on Fox on July 25, 1990, at 9 p.m a vehicle for a young Mayim Bialik, just coming off the film Beaches. You might be saying, but wait, Mark, wasn't Bialik on Blossom around the same time? We'll get to that in a minute. She plays the titular character, a preteen whose life is thrown into chaos when her mother dies, always a wacky sitcom trope, and her widowed father, Paul, Kevin Scannell, moves them from New York to L.A. He's since remarried to Lynn, Pamela Brule, who has two kids of her own, Jason, Luke Edwards, a preteen, and Courtney, a spoiled teenager, played by Jennifer Aniston in her first credited role, 
Jen has an uncredited role in the MST'd Mac and Me. Wonder whatever happened to her. Well, maybe we'll run into Aniston later. Paul is a program director on a local TV station and gets Malloy a gig on a kids show, along with others played by I.M. Hobson, Ashley Ma, and Bumper Robinson. We covered Kevin Scannell in episode 149 for The Pursuit of Happiness, Pamela Brule in episode 126 for Off the Rack, and Bumper Robinson on episode 138 for Amen. And we'll cover Bialik when we get to her better-known series. Luke Edwards would go on to TV's Davis Rules and Undressed, along with films Newsies, Little Big League, American Pie 2, and Jeepers Creepers 2. I Am Hobson was better known for his stage work in the original Broadway production of Amadeus, as well as a major career in regional and touring productions. There were also films, All That Jazz, Annie, Newsies, Barton Fink, The Hudsucker Proxy, and TV's The Edge of Night. So, what's the deal with Malloy and Blossom? Bialik was in such high demand to do a series that two networks greenlit shows basically playing chicken, hoping the other series would crash and burn. Malloy shot their original order of seven episodes first, and then the Blossom pilot was shot, intended as a summer comedy special. Fox dawdled on Malloy, allowing the single Blossom episode to air two weeks beforehand to high ratings. Malloy aired as a summer series, but never got any momentum, and was canceled with three episodes never aired. This allowed Blossom to move forward, and it ran for five years. We will cover that soon. I found an episode on YouTube. The opening theme features headshots of the cast, followed by L.A. Real Estate. There's a lot of people talking on cordless phones. Bialik and Aniston's characters argue a lot, along with wisecracks aplenty. The kids' show is akin to Zoom, the PBS kids' show, not the video service. Malloy is expecting a surprise birthday party, but the family gets a new car instead. I'm wearing a new dress, a new hat, brand new ideas, a matter of fact, I'm changed so good. Somehow the wires uncrossed, the tables are turned, I knew I had something to learn. New Attitude premiered on ABC on August 8, 1990 at 9.30 p.m. Based on the play Beauty Shop and for a very short time, part of ABC's TGIF lineup. Sisters Vicky, Cheryl Lee Ralph, and Yvonne, Phyllis Yvonne Stickney, scrape together the money to open a salon. Vicky is a risk taker, while Yvonne is conservative. Morris Day plays Lamar, their colorful hairdresser, Karen Bankhead, their inept receptionist, with Earl Billings as the landlord. Cheryl Lee Ralph graduated from Rutgers at 19 and was named one of the top college women by Glamour magazine. Plans to become a doctor ended after winning a theater scholarship. She appeared in the film A Piece of the Action and did a number of TV guest roles. Ralph originated the role of Dina in Dreamgirls, nominated for Tony and Drama Desk Awards. Other Broadway work, Thoroughly Modern Millie, Wicked, and Ohio State Murders. Being a Broadway actor, she moved on to Soap Search for Tomorrow, then moved on to the short-running Codename Foxfire. Ralph was a late addition to the cast of It's a Living, and then came New Attitude. She also got on Designing Women late in its run. There were films, Oliver and Company, Voice Work, The Mighty Quinn, 
Image Award nomination, To Sleep With Anger, Independent Spirit Award winner, The Distinguished Gentleman, Sister Act 2, and a lot of TV. George, Street Gear, The District, Moesha with five Image Award noms, Barbershop, One Love, Instant Mom, One Mississippi, Claws, Fam, Ray Donovan, Motherland Fort Salem, and is currently on Abbott Elementary, where she just won an Emmy. Phyllis Von Stickney got her start as a stand-up and appeared in films New Jack City, Malcolm X, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and How Stella Got Her Groove Back. Morris Day is better known as a musician than an actor. He was the lead singer of The Time, a band associated with Prince. They attended high school together. He appeared in films Purple Rain, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. New Attitude was his only regular TV work, along with the animated show The Boom Crew. Day got into a legal dispute this year with the Prince estate and announced he was retiring. Earl Billings played Rob on the original What's Happening, did a lot of TV guest work, and had runs on South Central and Misguided and he appeared in films Bustin' Loose, Stakeout, Crimson Tide, and Con Air. Despite getting a head start on the season, New Attitude lasted all of six episodes with two more never aired. I found an episode on YouTube. The opening theme is a jazzed-up version of the eponymous song sung by Ralph. Lamar's womanizing ways catch up to him when he dumps a witch. There's a lot of big hairstyles and innuendo, but not much comedy. Working It Out premiered on NBC on August 22, 1990 at 9 p.m. Jane Curtin, coming off hit Kate and Alley, and Stephen Collins, coming off flop Tattingers, co-star as single parents. She's uptight, and he's outgoing. They meet at a cooking class and begin a relationship. Mary Beth Hurt plays her BFF and David Garrison, his buddy. Kendra Joy Casper plays Jane's daughter. Stephen's kids are in college. We cover Jane Curtin on episode 121, Stephen Collins and Mary Beth Hurt on episode 155, and David Garrison on episode 125 for It's Your Move. Despite the talent involved, Curtin, Collins, and creator Bill Persky, The Dick Van Dyke Show, That Girl, Kate Nally, the show only ran 11 episodes, with two more never aired. Apparently, Persky had this show excised from the internet. I couldn't even find a theme song. Don't worry, Curtin went on to Third Rock from the Sun and Collins to Seventh Heaven. Ferris Bueller premiered on NBC on August 23, 1990, at 8.30 p.m. Based conceptually on the hit film, but it's made clear at the start that it's a different series. Film producer-slash-writer-slash-director John Hughes has zero involvement in the TV show. Charlie Schlatter steps into the Matthew Broderick role, tearing up a cardboard stand-up of Broderick in the first scene. Ferris's TV parents are played by Sam Freed and Christine Rose, his buddy Cameron by Brandon Douglas, and girlfriend Sloan by Amy Dolans. 
Ferris's older sister is played by a young Jennifer Aniston, having quickly gotten out of Malloy. Richard Reel plays the principal and Judith Cahan, his assistant. We covered Sam Freed on episode 121 for Kate Nally and Judith Cahan on episode 76 for Doc. Charlie Schlatter got into theater in high school to impress a girl and wound up with a theater degree in college. His first role was in the film Bright Lights Big City, which led to 18 Again and Ferris Bueller. Schlatter would go on to a lot of voice work, Fish Police, Sonic the Hedgehog, Butt Ugly Martians, Pet Alien, Bratz, Adam, Alpha Teens on Machines, Lunatic Unleashed, Ben 10, G.I. Joe Renegades, Kick Butkowski, Suburban Daredevil, Phineas and Ferb, Totally Spies, Winx Club, Harriet the Spy, Big Nate, The Loud House, The Flash on various DC shows, and a lot of video game work, as well as live-action TVs, Diagnosis Murder, and For All Mankind. Slaughter was originally cast as Fry on Futurama before Billy West got the role. During the Ferris run, he dated Aniston, who played his sister. Hmm. Christine Rose had already appeared in films Ishtar, Mr. President, the series TV 101, and a lot of TV guest roles prior to Ferris. She would go on to Flying Blind, Picket Fences, Grace Under Fire, Ellen, the sitcom, Charmed, Days of Our Lives, Providence, Heroes, How I Met Your Mother, and Trial and Error, along with dozens of TV guest roles and the film What Women Want. Brandon Douglas had TV runs on Falcon Crest, Class of 96, Beverly Hills 90210, and Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Amy Dolans is the daughter of the monkeys, Mickey Dolans, and dropped out of high school to become an actress. She had a run on General Hospital prior to Bueller. She would go on to a number of minor films and TV guest spots before leaving the biz in 2010. Richard Reel is a longtime character actor with over 400 IMDb roles. Films Rooster Cogburn, Glory, Fried Green Tomatoes, Free Willy, The Fugitive, Casino, Ghost of Mississippi, Lethal Weapon 4, Office Space, Necessary Evil, Bridesmaids, Lovesick, Swing State, and TV runs on Ned Blessing, The Story of My Life and Times, Married to the Kellys, Grounded for Life, The Young and the Restless, Poor Paul, The Legend of Cora, Doing Voice Work, The Admired, Fireside Chat with Esther, District City, Doing Voice Work, with guest spots on three of the Star Trek series. Like most TV series based on a film, Ferris Bueller did not last long, 13 episodes and gone. While the film was set in Chicago, the series moved things to Santa Monica in order to save money. Ferris is far more mean-spirited here, and the show suffered for it. It also didn't help that Fox came out with a Ferris clone called Parker Lewis Can't Lose, a show we'll get to soon. The final episode of the series was burned off the next summer. Found the pilot episode on YouTube, Ferris interacts with the opening credits and constantly talks to the camera takes a limo to school, updates school records, hands out parking passes, and changes menus. He also changes his classes so he can be with Sloan. When he gets into a jam, he calls his attorney, actor Alan Ratchens, who played Douglas Brackman on NBC's L.A. Law at the time. There's a lot of licensed music. If this show had become a hit, that would have been a real problem. <laughs> Mo 
1990 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.